Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Here we go. We are live down here on Sparrow. It is a balmy 84 degrees down below. That's right. The South Carolina summer is upon us, and uh, we haven't seen anything yet because it's it's going to be pretty soon reaching up in the 90s. And uh Although I'm down below and I've got some sweat going on here, uh, I figured I would do a quick update show, talk about uh, recent events, the delay of game, uh, according to the weathers, and uh, yeah, other than that, um, so I don't know how long of a podcast it'll be, but I want to keep everybody uh, in the know, as as far as I know, and uh, like I always say before I start these shows, you know, if you want to support the podcast like so many wonderful, supportive people do you can follow the link to patreon and become patreon family member number 51 that's right we broke the 5-0 barrier thanks to uh, all you wonderful people so big thanks for that obviously we still have the merch out there and then uh if you want to reach out to the show sailing into oblivion.com you can follow the podcast link and uh just hit click on the contact the show button those emails go directly to me so other than that, big thanks uh, to uh, everybody. I threw out a quick video on YouTube, and there's just a whole lot of a lot of people saying, uh, you know, have fun, safe travels, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I appreciate that. It's it's always nice to get sort of that encouragement and everything. And uh, it did look good for a little while, and then uh, it didn't look very good. Uh, it actually looks pretty. Uh, I don't want to say horrific because that's a little over dramatic, but uh, I'm going to pull up the weather here on windy.com. That's what I use for weather while I'm still sitting on a dock or just want to see what the heck is going on out in our oceans. It's kind of funny thing, the old weather. You know, you, you start to learn, you learn about it a little, you experience it a lot, and then suddenly you kind of just get a little addicted to it. I'd almost rather watch and look at the weather reports uh, of the Atlantic or, you know, Cape Horn, places I'm not even going to. Uh, that's kind of like my morning newspaper because it's really interesting. And Windy does a great job, the the interactive part of it, how it shows the weather and all the different stuff that you get uh, for free, at least for the first, I think, six days, seven days. Now, it gives you a six-day forecast. And now it goes into premium mode, which you have to pay for. But all that does, I think, is it just writes premium all over the map. So uh, you have to look at that, which is not really all that bad. Yeah, windy premium. So it still gives it to you for free, which is awesome. I think if I ever get to a point where I have the means, I would definitely uh, support this because it is a, a pretty awesome model. And I've been using it forever. I mean, might as well kick them some kick them some cash but yeah so today when i'm recording this this is thursday the 6th and uh we're in for a bit of a blow we've got this crazy it looks like some sort of ridge coming down the wind's going to be out of the north northeast and then pretty much out of the northeast so it's an it's almost like this southern nor'easter that by saturday will be stretching from 
pretty much uh, Cape Hatteras all the way to Savannah and right off the coast of, you know, Charleston and everything. I mean, we're, we're looking at 34 knots sustained. I don't even want to see what the gusts are. What are the gusts? Yeah, 48 knot gusts, and that's going to grow offshore. They're showing 65 knot gusts. Now, that's probably 100, 200 miles offshore. But guaranteed, that's going to kick up some serious, serious waves. And it'll be interesting to see what that does to the Gulf Stream as well, if that spins off a lot of eddies and things like that. Because I know in the past when uh, when I did that trip up to Maine and uh, had to get, I got waylaid in Ocean City, I believe the Gulf Stream was going in the wrong direction for a little bit because it was blowing 45 knots for like five days straight. But I don't know. Could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe it's just surface level. But yeah, it's going to be blowing pretty darn hard. Gale force uh, even more for, let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Starts to taper off on Tuesday. And then by Wednesday... Oh my gosh, Wednesday, Thursday. Then it start, uh, starts to move out by Friday. And then by Saturday the 15th, it's sort of all cleared out. And it looks all quiet on the western front. Uh, very calm conditions all along the Appalachians and the Midlands and all that sort of stuff. So that uh, looks like it's going to be my window. And the winds are going to be, you know, 10 to 15 knots coming out of the west, which is great. It's really far off in the forecast, so I can't totally trust it. Um, but if there's going to be a chance for me to get out there and at least do a little bit of sailing, that's going to be my window. Because again, I'm I'm because I'm delayed here. All I'm essentially doing is shortening my my little rip. So I think what I'll probably do is still aim for Bermuda, and if I can get out there and the winds are decent, then I'll just make my way south try and catch some easterlies, head back towards the Bahamas, and then make my way up. And essentially, I'm going to have my choice between uh, a boatyard down in on the Florida-Georgia border or up near Oriental up in uh, North Carolina. So we shall see. I'm going to let the winds sort of dictate that one because either or seem to be pretty good do-it-yourself uh, boatyards and you know, they're reasonably safe, I suppose, uh, from the old hurricanes, but that's that's sort of one of those things. I, I really like keeping the boat up in Maine because I feel like it's really safe from that stuff up there, but at the same time, you got to get up there, and uh, you also have to get out. That's really one of my biggest things is that, you know, uh, typically I'm not ready to go until – hurricane season's just about over and by that time it's gale season and we all know how that went last time so hopefully <laughs> we don't have to go through that again but uh yeah so we will we will see but that's sort of sort of the uh, the plan that is the plan and you know ideally so Bermuda's about 900 miles out so you can think uh if the winds are decent and you don't get becalmed too much you get out there in eight days nine days uh I have essentially until about the middle of May when I have to haul out so hopefully I'll still have 30 days that'd give me a nice little triangle that I could sail or explore the Bermuda triangle essentially. Cause that's pretty much where I'll be sailing the whole time. And, uh, 
Yeah, just get some good time offshore and test everything out. We, we're pretty much ready to go. Uh, I've got just a couple of things on the list, essentially, that need to be done, but are sort of the last-minute things. You know, I'm not going to scrape the bottom of the boat uh, with another 10 days to go. I'd much rather do that like the day before departure, uh, that and the last minute grocery shopping and all that sort of stuff. I've learned long ago, you don't want to get all that food on board until the last minute because uh, you end up, one, eating some of it, and then, two, some of the other stuff spoils. The only thing I do have right now is ham and bacon frozen like a brick inside of that fridge. And part of the reason I wanted to do that is that, you know, while I'm here and – I'm not technically on shore power except for the outlets. Uh, I'm not running the battery charger because the solar panels are just absolutely juicing 400 watts of glorious electricity from that sun. And uh, that's I'm able to just crank the fridge. It's just boosting. So uh, I know it's not going to be quite the same out at sea, but if I have to just turn it down a little bit, then at least that that hunk of ice will stay in there and uh, keep that stuff frozen because with any luck, you know, on day 28, I can still uh, make a nice little uh, bacon, egg, and uh, and cheese something or other. Probably not an omelet <laughs> or probably not a, a, a wrap or something because I'll probably eat all that stuff. But, you know, I'll be able to get creative. Don't you worry about it. Um, other than that though, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of the waiting game and I, in some ways it's kind of nice. I know I've said that before in the past where it's kind of, you set this date, uh, almost knowing that you're going to have to push it back a few days, but you don't act like it and you get everything done, dialed in, ready to go so that you can, you know, tackle any unforeseen projects that come up. The date comes, you got to push it back. And now all of a sudden you have a couple of days to either, perfect what you've done or at least just relax a little that's one thing I do like to do even though I've had a, a good amount of time here on land uh, it is also kind of nice to sort of have the the ship shape sort of vessel ready to go and have a couple of days where you're like all right now we're just gonna relax like we're on vacation mode uh, and hang out with people enjoy people's company hopefully do a couple more podcast interviews and then uh, just sort of go from there but uh, so that's what we're shaping up to get into the wind. And it's kind of crazy because uh, with this like this nor'easter, it's going to be out here. Uh, it's the temperatures. We're going to go from basically 85 during the day and 70 something at night to 60 or 59 during the day and in the 40s at night here uh, in South Carolina, which is crazy for this time of year. So it's wacky weather out there folks get ready buckle up because who knows what's going to happen on this trip i mean i know i'm going to see a little bit of rough weather that's like no doubt and i i almost i don't want to say that i want to have it happen but i do you know i kind of really do need to test things out and make sure it's it's going to be pretty bulletproof and it can handle what's going on i don't have too many doubts about that but I also do have old, old sails, and I got uh, some aspects of Old Sparrow that need to be replaced and stuff. And So, you know, if I get away with a nice, calm sail, maybe one or two days of uh, some bumpy weather, and uh, but for the most part, be nice trade winds-like conditions and calm conditions, hey, I'm just looking for a nice little bit of time out at sea and uh, just me and my vessel 
big old open horizon. It really is. Uh, it's quite a fantastic feeling to get a couple hundred miles offshore. It's just you. Uh, I've been watching this young man, uh, Aton, who I had on the YouTube, like the short little podcast things that I was doing. And he's a triple crowner. He's got a YouTube channel called, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, what is it called? Come on, search it for me. I think it's called Sail with Aton. Aton, trout, yep, Sail with Trout. And uh, he's got his tiny little boat, and he's just off and done his first solo over into uh, the Bahamas. And now he's going to be adventuring down there. He's definitely uh, got a pretty good spirit, pretty good stoke, as you would say, as far as what he's doing. And uh, you can you can definitely tell he's he's having a good adventure already. So, you know, it's not all going to be uh, awesome, I'm sure. But he's making videos. He's only put out like two of them or something. But uh, really cool. It's nice to see that adventure. Even, you know, when I see those, I don't, I don't really watch much uh, YouTube sailing channels, but... When uh, when it's somebody who I know, then obviously I'm going to check it out and stuff. So it's uh, I don't know. He's pretty funny. And it's you know, I see these things that just remind me of when I was down there in the islands trying to figure out how to solo sail Old Sparrow. And so it kind of a bit of nostalgia rings in, you know, it's funny, too. I was thinking about it the other day and I can't remember who brought it up, but there was some music oh no it was the audiobook it was at the mercy of the sea uh john kretschmer's uh epic novel about uh the wrong way hurricane back in the caribbean and uh the boats that were lost and the sailors that were lost in it on the saba bank in between the virgin islands and uh saint martin but when I listened to that audiobook, because I bought that that same season when I was down there training, and I used to listen to it a lot going back and forth in those waters. And to this day, I don't know if it's the narrator's voice or it's a story, whatever, but when I do turn it on, it just brings me back. I, I literally feel like I'm, you know, 36 years, 37 years old again. I'm on Sparrow for the first time. And. I'm seeing, you know, these these 200 mile hops as these epic adventures, and uh, and they were. It got a little hairy a few times out there. I'll never forget pulling into uh, Saint Lucia, I think it was, and being told that uh, there were a couple boats that were lost. That you know the crew made it, but uh, boats that sunk in the weather that we were dealing with, and uh, that was one time where. It just got really windy, you know, uh, unexpectedly so, and hard on the nose. And when you go in between some of those islands, Guadalupe and all that sort of stuff, I mean, I'm I'm downwind of them, but you get in between and the swell and the waves kick up and the winds get really high. And uh, I remember that was when I was discovering some pretty serious holes in the boat uh, that were leaking right onto like the nav station and all that sort of stuff. Those are the really early days. Um, and it's not like these holes were just apparent, but essentially they were, it was, it was as if uh, someone had just taken some silicone and just tried to sort of squirt it inside of a hole the size of a pencil and uh, call it good. <laughs> so those were exposing themselves left, right, and center. Gosh, those were the good old glory days. Now it seems like any leak or anything weird that I've got on this boat, it's like an old friend. Uh, you know, I know where I have to put the little Tupperware when I'm heeled over to this side or that side. And 
I yet always promise, oh, I'm going to take care of that one day. One day I will. I think a lot of, basically, I have one leak that comes in, drips down, in through the scupper, and I'm pretty sure it's not the scupper. I think it's underneath the last remnants of the teak deck that are left in the cockpit. And uh, unfortunately, that is a job that I've wanted to do for a long time, just get rid of all the teak in the cockpit, um, the old you know decking stuff, and replace that with non-skid. But I think that one... Before I do that, it'll I'll I'll definitely want to be in a, a place where I can get cushions, new cushions for the whole cockpit area, because that that really does make the boat. It makes it a lot more comfortable and and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty cool. That's me going off on tangents. Yes, uh, it's going to be one of those shows, really. And because uh, the only other thing, the only other issue that I'm I'm having is uh, problems with my back, and essentially this one really is. It started uh, like two months ago or so, and when I got back down here at the end of uh, February, beginning of March, it started to get pretty bad to the point where I was having trouble standing up straight. And they get, you know, the going, pain going down my leg. I'm pretty sure it's like the sciatic nerve. Uh, obviously, I'm no expert, but I luckily have some family that are experts in this and uh, might might be able to get a bit of a house call going here um, in the coming days. But the worry is, you know, if you're having these issues, do you go out to sea? Is that even a smart maneuver? Um, and uh, to be honest, uh, the problem isn't isn't doing things on the boat, you know, as long as it's it's essentially the pain comes when I start to try and walk around. And uh, it's not even in the first bit it's you know trying to walk a half mile or something like that that's where it gets a little painful which for me is pretty rough because i like to run and uh i've got one of the the best little running routes uh i've ever found and that is going across the forest gump bridge down here <laughs> and i love it because in the morning you get up just before the sunrise and you see the sun come up over the over the uh the rivers and all the all the uh uh, reed beds and all that and you get this really great color and you're running over this bridge and you're picturing Forrest Gump I don't know uh, so I haven't been able to do that in uh, weeks now and I'm feeling it I'm definitely feeling it. it's so weird when you go from exercising a lot to not being able to do it at all it's pretty tough and uh, it's humbling and it makes me want to figure out just what the heck I did to my back so I don't ever do it again uh, but more than that to the point is, uh, yeah, if you've got some sort of little injury, is it smart to go out to sea? And, uh, luckily with this one, like I said, it's not, it's not, um, debilitating as far as me being able to do things on the boat. I went and did a yacht delivery the other day. We took it down past Savannah, pulled it in there. Um, and that was fine. And we were, you know, working the sails, doing all that sort of stuff. It's a little uncomfortable, um, just cause it didn't really have good cushions or anything like that. But Sparrow's pretty well set up for that. I got the bean bag. I got other stuff. So, um, you know, I, I do remember long ago I had neck pain uh, from uh, an incident going wakeboarding right after I got back from a voyage when I was pretty weak and I shouldn't have been doing it. And uh, I tweaked my neck something fierce and it hurt really bad. It hurt for months. And that was one instance where I knew at that point because that just hurt whenever you moved anywhere and it, it didn't allow me to move my head around and all that sort of stuff. That was an instance where I knew, you know, in that case, 
no, I wouldn't go out to sea if I was in that sort of pain uh, and immobility. Uh, but it also made me think like, well, what if you did something to your neck while you were already out at sea? And so I do have a neck brace uh, on board just just in case. But again, you know, there's there's only so much you can prep for and everything like that. But yeah, this one this one's definitely throwing me for a loop. So just had to sort of take it easy and try not to uh, overexert and do all that and just doing lots of stretching, all that sort of stuff. But I'm I got to bring in the experts because uh, now that I have a little bit of extra time, I want to see if I can actually take care of this thing and start feeling just better. Uh, put the smile back on my face for real, uh, not the fake smile that I <laughs> plaster on every day just to get through it. Uh, it is. It's pretty horrible living with pain, uh, I must say. And I've been so fortunate. And, I, you know, in, in some ways, uh I've lived without a lot of pain for the vast majority of my life. I've had some back pain before and I've had some other stuff, but, um, you know, nothing to write home about. I was still able to, to do my stuff. And this is the first time where I've sort of been like knocked in the teeth in a way. And in some respects, I've always been waiting for the, uh, the other shoe to drop, so to speak, you know, when you, uh, kind of live a bit of a blessed life when it comes to your health and uh, all that sort of stuff then it's kind of like yikes um when's this all going to come crashing down to a halt so i think if anything it teaches you just to uh you know one don't take it for granted when you do feel good and uh and two do as much to uh continue that and make sure that you can keep feeling good i.e doing exercise and treating yourself right and all that sort of stuff but not going to pontificate about that uh, up here at this point. So, yeah, other than that, uh, it was kind of fun on this delivery. It was uh, my buddy Chris and I, who I'm hoping to have Chris on the show here before I go. Uh, he was on the show a long, long time ago. And uh, he and I, we didn't we didn't have a whole lot of information about this boat. It was an Irwin. It's like 32 or 34 feet. And uh, we're taking it down from here. Uh, just basically 60-mile trip down past savannah uh, we did go coastal cruising we didn't stay on the icw because the wind forecast was supposed to be you know 10 knots in a favorable direction so we sort of took off and i you know i'm not the biggest fan of hopping on a boat even for a coastal cruise uh, i'm not the biggest fan of hopping on an unknown boat without a whole lot of information about it and uh you know this was no no exception to that but it was sort of like well it's not just me we're really not, you know, the forecast isn't terrible. Uh, it's going to be flat water, all that sort of stuff. So we did it anyway, plus I need the money. And, uh, yeah, we hop on, and it's decent. You know, the, there was a little bit of uh, salt water getting in. The bilge pump had to run now and again, which we could not find the source for that. But it wasn't worrying by any means. Um, but then as we got closer and closer, we did have to basically motor sail the entire way, which was just about 10 hours. And, uh you know, it had a fuel gauge. The fuel gauge was moving. Um, it seemed like it was working and it was correct. And then about a quarter mile from the marina, uh, the engine quit. And whether it was, I don't think it was overheating. Uh, I think it was just uh, starved of fuel somewhere. So there's either a blockage or the actual fuel gauge is wrong. And a quarter tank means that it's empty. But uh, either way... <laughs> Boom, down goes the engine. We try and fire it up. And that, that was kind of the other odd thing is I know on on my Perkins, and this one was a beta, I believe, but on, on the Perkins, 
as soon as the engine is starved of fuel a little bit, it starts to rev up and down. It's like, and I know I got to run down and, you know, either open the valves, which I forgot to open or, or do something, but, um, shut it down. Mostly this one wasn't doing it. It was just and dying off. And I don't know, some engines might be a little bit different, but yeah. So, uh, luckily though, we still had about five knots of breeze and the current was going with us. Uh, towards this little marina and uh, they had a huge area on the face dock the front outer edge that we could sail onto but uh, it was nice I was actually kind of proud of myself because as we saw and came around the corner and we were still motoring you know I'd furled away the 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 headsail and uh, I lowered the mainsail and I was about to take the halyard off and put the cover on and then I you know kind of remembered back to my training days and my seamanship and all that and i was like no, no no don't do that do it on the dock don't be lazy you know it might get you out of here five minutes faster but it's not the smart thing to do and yeah lo and behold a couple minutes later all of a sudden the engine conks out mainsail goes right back up we continue to sail um and it did make me think the other thing we did test before we went was to make sure that the anchor and the windlass worked and they both did so you know, it, was, it wasn't as though I'm uh, some sort of oracle and uh, was able to see the future. But essentially, in that situation, you know, you're on this river, the current's running. So you do want to either be able to maneuver without your engine unexpectedly and do so very quickly. So hence keeping uh, the sails ready to go. And then the other thing would be able to stop your boat and uh, anchor it as quickly as possible as well and so we both had you know we had those options and everything and uh you know the the spot we were supposed to dock in at we were thinking about trying to go for that but it would have been one of those things where we wouldn't have been able to really stop the boat it would have been you know heading in further and further and so we chose the safe mode of pulling up on the face dock and then getting in touch with the marina and everything and they were cool with it we weren't taking anybody else's spot, and then uh, lo and behold, it's all good. So I don't know. That was a fun little adventure. It was nice to uh, be out on the big blue just for a little bit, you know. And it was because it's coastal. You know, if I sat on the port side and looked out, it felt like I was out at sea, <laughs> except for all the traffic that was around. That's for sure. So any event, yeah, that was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, that's that's. <sighs> Unfortunately, that's about it. I wish I had some more topics. Uh, I might try and do some brainstorming tonight because if I do have a couple of rainy days, like I said, I'd like to I'd like to pump out a few shows that will come out while I'm out at sea on various subjects of uh, and they might be short. They might be just little 15 minutes. I don't know. But if they are, I'll try and make them as entertaining as possible. You know, um, so we'll we'll have to see where we go from there. But other than that, uh, that's about it. I can't think of anything else that uh, needs to be pretty much updated. But, uh, yeah, so it's hot. The fans are on. Hopefully there wasn't too much fan noise in the background, but I can't turn these off. If I do, I will literally, literally melt. I have a big sunshade up out there, uh, which on a west sail, or I suppose any boat that has gallows that are aft of the cockpit, I have this big sunshade that I made. It's got to be... 
Oh, covering two-thirds of the boat and almost the complete width of the boat. It's easy to take down. It's kind of tent-shaped. There's a couple halyards that pull it up. It only has like three attachment points. Man, oh, man, it is an absolute lifesaver. I've even used it out at sea in the doldrums once or twice, but uh, that's only when you know there's not going to be any wind for a while. So pretty cool, um, but super hot so not that cool <laughs> all right i'm a moron i'm gonna uh, uh do some more stretches and see if i can work my back out and all that sort of stuff but other than that uh thanks for listening and uh until next time